This podcast is brought to you by JAM, Junction Arts and Media, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier and we argue most important questions. What to read next? I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And now the talent for the today will introduce themselves. I'm Carrie, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. I'm Jen. I work at Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. I'm Emma. I'm one of the co-owners of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and I haven't had enough coffee today. If you've listened to us before, you might be wondering, you've heard these voices before, but everybody introduces themselves in a different order every single time, and the looks across the table as to who's going to go next <laughs> are kind of making us all laugh right now. Pretty so. sure I just like started mouthing and saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I've done this before. Surely the words will just come out. So also, if you've heard us before, you know our episodes answer questions from you. So please send us your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores via their social media venues. We do our best to answer all questions we receive in upcoming episodes. And with that long introduction, we are going to jump into recommendations and book talk. For this episode, each bookseller has been asked to discuss one book they recommend that answers today's question. And we sort of discussed that we might have a little discussion about the question before we get into the books this time. Because this feels like something that people get asked every year. It's an annual question, and that feels worth discussing. The question, and then I'll give you my thoughts, is just a good summer read. And that was the one that I threw out to the group, too. I was sort of like, it feels like it's time for the annual what do I read this summer question. Because it is something that people get asked. Like, you go into a bookstore and you're like, I need a summer book. Which, what is a summer book versus a winter book or a fall book or a spring book or a wedding season book? I mean, I, you know, mud season, I guess, around here. Like, what, what, what does that mean? Well, especially when you're an adult and summer means nothing <laughs> compared to the rest <laughs> of your life. Or it means there was another question that we we're not going to get too soon, but somebody was like, give me a book that I can use for my what did I read this summer essay in the fall <laughs> that's inevitably <laughs> happening, which is kind of the same thing. Like, that is obviously a summer book because it must be read before that September essay. So what do we think? About the nature of the question? Sure. Well, on the flip side, people will be like, you can't read this at a beach or like in the summer. Like people will be like, if you see someone reading A Little Life at the beach, something's deeply wrong with them. So it's like, why why does location change what we can or cannot consume? What is there an anti-summer book that you're not allowed to read in the summer? (laughs) Everyone should read whenever they feel like reading. There you go. First of all. But I will say, I mean, I love a good road trip novel any time of year. I do tend to gravitate to them in like the spring and summer months because that's what I wish I was doing. Everyone is right. You know, some people are like, I need a beach book, which needs for some people that needs to be a romance. But that doesn't that's not everybody. I have a Um, friend who really likes to read nonfiction on the beach on the surface it seems like a simple question to ask when you walk into a bookstore but it's very complicated very complicated (laughs) we're complicating it for you i mean i generally think that people are looking for something that they can kind of be like completely enthralled by because now they've got time to just like sit and read or something that they can kind of dip into and dip out of pretty easily which obviously are completely opposites (laughs) (laughs) also they want it to be a paperback yes Good for traveling. Light, but like not popcorn-y. 
engaging, but not like super dense. That's what I think right. of when people ask me for summer books or something that they can leave behind. Mm-hmm. Good point. So something they'll like, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> something they'll like, but they don't want to lug back home. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to reside in their shelves. They can pass it on to whoever the next person is. Yeah, I think that's what a summer book is. There you go. I like that. Okay, so who wants to start with some specifics that they would put in the hands of someone looking for a, a good summer read? And I think the word just is kind of interesting there, too. Like, just a good summer read. So I guess I can go first. Um, go, Carrie, go. As I already said, I am a person who thinks about road trip books during the summer. So the one that I have today is a road trip novel, but not specifically so. Uh, it's called Venco by Cherie DeMoline. Anyone who knows me knows that I read a lot of books with witches and those kinds of characters. This, if you think of the word Venko and the way that it is spelled on the cover, it's even reversed with the word coven. The book opens with this trio of women who are all very smart in their business suits and they're in a high-rise like business space. And they Which are, are apparently failing out in San Francisco so maybe they need to rethink the setting. <laughs> and they are they're on a deadline. There are these periods of time in which they're trying to collect seven individuals and these seven individuals will all be summoned because they find a spoon and it's not just any spoon it's like those like souvenir spoons from various places those tiny oh, spoons yeah, the tiny spoons with like the yeah. tips that are in the shape of the eiffel tower or something yes and so if you found a spoon that means that you were invited to join venco every time they're trying to form a coven there are seven spoons and they'll find one spoon and then that person helps the next person find their spoon and you kind of go on and it speeds up as time goes on they've got a lot of time to find the second person, less time to find the fifth person. So it becomes a race. And where we are right now, the sixth spoon has just been found. And so they're trying to figure out if they're going to be able to form this coven before the evil force comes and destroys it. The sixth spoon is found by a woman living in Toronto in not great circumstances. She's an indigenous woman and she lives with her grandmother and she's just found out that they are about to be evicted. She finds the spoon in a really funny way. She's dreading telling her grandmother this news. Because she knows what the spoon means? No, she has no idea what the spoon means. She finds the spoon while learning that they're going to be evicted, shoves the spoon in her pocket. eviction news is what she's dreading. I'm with you. Yes. Yes, I got it. And she's dreading sharing the eviction news with her grandmother. Cool, we're there. Okay. (laughs) So she's headed off to work at this job that she hates, and a woman, a very smartly dressed woman, sits down at her lunch table and invites her to come interview for a job in New England and she promises it's going to be more money than than she could ever need they won't get evicted like it's like everything that she's hoping for and of course she feels that it's too good to be true but she decides to take a chance and go to New England because she doesn't really have any other options and then she finds out about Venco and the coven and it is a race for her to find the seventh member of the coven oh wow so she meets these other women who are all very inspiring it's a diverse cast lots of different characters Cherie, who wrote the book is also she is an indigenous woman as well so the viewpoint is really interesting and it's just really fun it's definitely set in like our present day world but there's magical things happening and there's great community building it's fun story learning how to like rely on people when you're not used to doing that i feel like post-covid we could all use that yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you. I'll go next. So I changed my mind and I'm going to do a different book than the one I was talking about because I can't. I'll mention the book that I was planning on talking about, but I feel like I've talked about it before and I'm trying really hard to not talk about the same five books, even though that's often what I do. This book I know I haven't talked about before because I just read it when I went on a brief vacation and that makes it a summer book because I read it on vacation. There you go. Uh, There's also- our new definition. <laughs> Anyone, you read it on vacation? There you go, summer book. This one is The Swifts by Beth Lincoln. It is a chapter book, middle grade mystery. It takes place, I think Beth Lincoln is British, and I listened to it on audio, highly recommend. Very fun narration. But basically it is about a family, the Swifts, who take their first names from the dictionary. So they all have very fun names, and I did not write any of them down, so you'll (laughs) just have to believe me. Frankly, I can't even remember the main character's name. This was two weeks ago that I read this <laughs> Sad. The Swifts, huge family, sprawling, used to be a very rich family. They've fallen on hard times. Every so often, the entire family gathers at the palatial home, ancestral home, to search for the hidden treasure left by one of the Swift brothers who killed his other brother and they go hunting for this treasure and they're kind of all in competition. Murders start happening during this time. It's very funny. It's very charming. So basically, these murders are happening and one, the main character, one little girl and her two sisters, they have to kind of figure out who is the murderer before the rest of their family is murdered. While all this is happening, there's also just like a lot of struggles about like being the youngest sibling and being named very specifically and kind of fighting against what that name means. There is a great cousin character who has decided to change their name and that is like shocking to the main character cousin and very intriguing it's just it's very warm and cozy with murder and very much about kind of like being who you are and accepting that with murder (laughs) it's great it's a great book i loved it so much i feel like you need a t-shirt now that says comma with murder just like a blank with murder yeah All right, so my book is out in paperback, so it counts as a summer read. So mine is Fake Accounts by Lauren Euler. It follows the life of this late 20s, early 30s woman in New York City, and it starts on the night that Trump is elected. And she is snooping on her boyfriend's phone, and she realizes, her like long-term boyfriend, they've been dating for four or five years, and she realizes he runs a deep fake conspiracy super right-wing Instagram account with like thousands of followers and she's super thrown off. Something happens that I won't spoil and she ends up moving to Berlin where she sets out to go on a bunch of OkCupid dates where she creates a new identity every time. And so it's just her like refinding herself in Berlin, going back and forth between Berlin and New York. It's really funny and it's very smart. You'll either love it or hate it, I think. There's this great section where for 20 or 30 pages, she completely satirizes the like contemporary form of like fragments that we see that's like really popular in a, adult fiction. And it, she's just totally railing on it, which <laughs> is quite funny. One section is completely told in different astrology charts. Like she's like, this is what a Taurus would say while she's going on all these fake dates. Um, <laughs> so it's very smart, but you can put it down and pick it back up. And yeah, it's a great book. 
So was she taking on the identity of different astrological yeah, signs she, every time? She goes on a different she goes on a bunch of fake dates or dates and each time she's like, I'm gonna behave like an Aquarius <laughs> and she walks through the date. Yeah, it's really great. Also I think that there's a very few books that can pull off like describing the she goes to the the Women's March, the 2017 Women's March. Yeah. There are very few books that could pull that off and make you want to read it, I think. But she handles it in a really nuanced way. She ends up leaving the march, actually. So it's, it's really interesting. And I guess it's only 2023, but like looking back on Trump's election in smart, new ways. And I'm just realizing, I don't think I've read a book that deals with Trump's election yet. Mm. No, no fiction book. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't feel like anyone. I read my first book that dealt with the pandemic, mm-hmm. a fiction book. Yeah. But I don't think I. Weather, I've... weather by Jenny Ophel. Weather, okay. Mm-hmm. Is also like a direct response. But... I feel like the Crudo by Olivia Lang also was, but I read that in like 2018 or something, yeah, so I can't no totally idea. remember. But I'm pretty sure I have. Well, the other book I was going to recommend, I didn't make the connection, but it's also actually about Trump. It was Latvana, Otessa Moshveg's newest book, wow. which is about, it takes place in like a medieval village, but there's like a tyrannical, like feudal lord that's a child and evil and just so pathetic. And it's definitely like supposed to be an allegory for Trump. Totally different, but also a great summer read if you're looking to debrief on that that part of our lives <laughs> oh, at the beach. <laughs> I also feel like it, it's not one of our podcasts unless Moshevik comes up. So I'm glad that you inserted that in. So that's good. Anybody else have anything else for summer? We have road trip novels, paperbacks, read on vacation. I don't know. I'm ready to read all of them. I kind of feel like every time we come here, we should bring the book and then exchange. I would appreciate that to like be able to say, oh, I'll take that one. And I promise I'll get it back to you. So to some, in response to just a good summer read, we discussed... I discussed Venko by Sherry DeMoline. And I recommended The Swifts by Beth Lincoln. And I discussed Fake Accounts by Lauren Euler and Latvana by Otessa Moshveg. And with that, we end this episode. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book, Junction Arts Media, and these fabulous three Upper Valley bookstores, The Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, The Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, please contact us at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or reach any of these fabulous stores using their social media venues. We promise we're here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us and see you next time on Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to this Jam podcast. If you have found this program interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content or learn how to produce your own media, please visit us at uvjam.org.